1: perfect white cotton t-shirt from quince Mm. but it was a little chilly out so i threw on my cashmere hoodie also from quince Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that i feel like keep me looking i'm gonna toot my own horn effortlessly chic get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm
2: Dory Shafrir.
1: And we're not experts. We're not, but we're two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And this is a mini episode where we hear from you, we share your comments and your thoughts, and we answer your questions to the best of our ability. But please remember we are podcast hosts, we're not experts. We always
2: encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a medical and or mental health professional as needed.
1: If you want to reach us, you can call and leave a voicemail or send a text message at 781 591 0390, or you can email us at Forever35Podcast at gmail.com.
2: And you can visit our website, Forever35Podcast.com, for links to everything we mentioned on the show. If you want kind of a more curated, experience, head over to shopmy.us slash forever35. We are on Instagram at forever35podcast. We have a Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash forever35podcast. The password is serums. We do have a newsletter at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter. And we are doing a live show on February 22nd at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Get your tickets. They're ten dollars really? now. They're going they're going up to twelve fifty day of show. So, you know, if you're a procrastinator, and you can do that at moment.co slash forever thirty five, moment.co slash forever thirty-five.
1: I will not be getting my nose pierced on the live show.
2: Okay. All right.
1: But this listener did write to us and tell us that they got their nose pierced.
2: Oh wow. Okay.
1: They said, just finished mini-up 362 and adult piercings, and I just wanted to say, I was on the fence about getting my nose pierced, but I have now decided I am going to do it. And very fittingly, it will be for my forever 35th birthday. Thank you for this episode and all the positivity about reclaiming your body, fucking the patriarchy, and taking control of your own being.
2: Wow. Okay. I love that this person is doing it on their forever 35th birthday. That's so exciting.
1: I know. Happy birthday to you and way to go.
2: Um, should we read the cautionary
1: tale about the nipple piercing that we got? At some point we can. <laughs> I had to like pause while I was reading it. And I don't normally get like quote unquote <laughs> grossed out by stuff, but it's it, a lot. And I appreciate we requested cautionary tales and or positive tales, and this listener delivered on the cautionary front for yeah. sh- like big time. But then we had a few other people who were like, it's great. Yeah. Which just but, goes to show. I don't yeah. know. What does it just go to show? <laughs> nipples are sensitive. Honestly, nipples are fickle. <gasps> yes. Nipples are fickle.
2: Um, okay. I, I love this next text because okay. I, okay. This person wrote, hi Cat and Dora. Just wanted to tell you that over the holidays, I spent almost two weeks in a warm vacation climate With unpainted toenails, the world did not implode. And honestly, no one noticed. Take that patriarchy.
1: Oh, we're really shoving it to the patriarchy (laughs) today, aren't we? Uh, Aren't you, listeners? um, Way to go. So, listeners may
2: remember that two Thanksgivings ago, when I was with my family in Florida and I was in the throes of a horrible toenail fungus. And I could not wear nail polish because here's what happened: the fungus itself was like dead, but like I wasn't contagious. But the nail had been affected; the nails had been affected. Um, and my my big toenails, especially, looked not not great. Not great, Kate. (laughs) Okay, that's okay. So I didn't have nail polish on them and I was very self-conscious about it but like like this listener said no one no one seemed to notice or care. If they did notice, they didn't say anything.
1: Well, it was funny because this like really hit on one of my major hang-ups which oh, yeah, is that a I foot like thing well, but I like, I feel like I can't go on vacation without my toenails painted. Like I, I mm. like that's always factored into the planning of a trip. Mm. What is that? I mean, I know the answer is as simple as like, obviously patriarchy, whatever. But like, what I, like, th- like when I read this, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. Like, this is one of my things. This is a hang up for me that I have yet to move on from. Mm. <sighs> I mean, I get that. I really get that. But they're right. The world is not going to implode. And it's one less thing to stress about and run around trying to do when you're getting ready to go on a trip. Like these, There's a lot of good things about this. But for some reason, it sends me into that space where I'm just like, oh, no. Mm. I I always have to have my toenails painted before I go to a warm vacation climate. Mm. Analyze that, Dory. What is that? I...
2: (sighs) I feel like there are just some, you know, beauty things that we've internalized as being things that we quote unquote have to do. Mm-hmm. Shaving my armpits was one of those for a long time.
1: Me too.
2: That I now I'm like I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not um, having any
1: body hair was a big one. I used to shave my fingers.
2: Yeah, I remember you you saying that. Yeah. Um, and so I think that the painted toenails are. Just a part of that. And I think there's such a difference between getting your toenails painted because you like looking down at them and like they make you feel good because they're like a pretty color versus feeling like, oh my God, I have to get my toenails painted or like everyone on this cruise is going to think I'm a monster. Okay. Like I I feel like if you're doing it for you, then great. And that's where I've sort of landed, I think, in the last couple of years.
1: It's like so I'm let doing me, this shit
2: for me. Let me ask a philosophical
1: question though. Yes. Do you think it's ever truly possible to do something just for you? Because that that is the presumption that there's saying. no other influence. Do you think that is of possible? Course.
2: Okay. I or am feel I like being this too is nitpicky? One, I think this is one of those red herring questions.
1: Ooh, ooh, here we go.
2: I think this is one of those things like when people are like, well, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. Uh-huh. I think this is one of those things where it's just like, of course, there's right, always right. going to be something right, right. to the extent that you can get joy over what you are putting on your body. Do it and, ha- and try to have that be the overriding thing that is happening. Not the concern over what people are thinking. Can you ever fully get rid of it? No. But like, you can really minimize it, I think. And I think, I think the problem with questions like that is people then will say, well, yeah, you're right. Like, why should I even bother? You know what I mean? Like, it, it kind of like cuts it off before you even get to it. And that's why I think it's like, that's why
1: I call it like a red herring question. I think that's great perspective. It's kind of also like that that f- saying of what like perfect is the enemy of good. Mm. You know, like if something's just because something's not
2: yes. perfect
1: doesn't mean yes. it, it isn't
2: yes worthwhile exactly. And like I the like there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. I feel like then becomes weaponized by people who want to justify their purchase of like Shein clothes, you know? And it's like, Mm -hmm, well, you know mm -hmm. what? There is a difference between buying those clothes and some other mass produced brand. You know what I mean? Like there is, There are hands here. Or secondhand, secondhand clothes. Like, there's yeah. just, there's a lot of other choices you could be making within this greater framework of capitalism that is ultimately, yes, unethical, but within that framework, we can make more ethical choices.
1: I'm with you. I like this. This, thank you for Amen. that perspective. It's really helpful. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Um. Okay, real quick before we take a break, a listener texted us, can we talk about hemorrhoids? I feel too young and vibrant to be dealing with the, this particular aspect of butt care. Listener, this is how I believe the butt care conversation started on this podcast because at some point I revealed my issue with hemorrhoids and talked about it. Why I did that, I don't know, but it's out there now. There's no going back.
2: Well, and you know, I would say that unfortunately, you are never too young or too vibrant to deal with
1: hemorrhoids. There are billions of vibrant people walking the earth with <laughs> hemorrhoids with itchy butts. <laughs> <laughs> hemorrhoids yeah. are miserable. I mean, I would one consult a doctor. Um and that's like the first thing I would do. I can tell you what worked for me and what has helped, which is Preparation H um wipes and suppositories and this is the unsexiest thing I'll ever say but that's Well, you the know truth. what but care is self care. It is. Well, and... I think there are a lot of us who are just like I guess this is how it is, I have to live with discomfort and it doesn't have to be that way. But if you are struggling and they're not going away with home treatments, please seek a doctor's help. Please, I beg of you, because sometimes this requires like serious medical care. Yeah, and oftentimes things about our butts are treated as like, oh, this is so silly. But like, actually, it's extremely no, it's extremely uh, extremely not silly, uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Yeah, Yeah, it's not silly. Um, so yeah, we'll always talk about hemorrhoids and butts here. If anybody else wants to weigh in, of course, this listener didn't say kind of what the problem was. I'm just assuming they've got them, and that sucks. Sorry, you're dealing with them. It's the worst. All right, Dory. When we come back from the break, we're going to hear from some listeners who responded to a previous listener who asked about dating someone uh, with HSV two. We'll okay. be right back. ERB. <laughs> Cool fact, a crocodile can 't stick out its tongue, also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. united healthcare short term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh one dot com
2: Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer
1: it 's happening so fast
2: it is, and I feel like also with summer just come more
1: Slash Forever Thirty Five. Okay, so we we received quite a few listener responses. I'm going to share an excerpt from this first email. Um, this person writes: I was diagnosed with HSV2. About six years ago after contracting it the first time I had sex. Due to purity culture and some religious trauma, I really thought things were over for me. I threw myself into a toxic excuse me, into a relationship that was toxic, thinking the only other option would be to live out the rest of my life alone because who would want to date me? However, that was has not been the case. Almost a decade later, and I have a couple more serious partners who have been very caring and thoughtful, one of which I'm now married to. I thought I'd share a little info I have and what I found helpful in a partner more people have it than you think. I used to feel a lot of shame and was very selective about only disclosing it to partners I got close enough to that I thought things were headed in a physical direction. After a couple of years, I started telling friends and was amazed by how caring their response was. Since this has happened, I feel like I've become something of a patron saint of herpes positive. At least once a year, an old friend or loved one will come out of the woodwork with a recent diagnosis and want someone to talk to. I've gotten to the point where I get the, hey, is there a good time for me to call you text? And I know what's coming next. I don't want to get into too much medical advice at risk of sharing misinformation, but from my experience, herpes is at worse, a skin condition similar to cold sores you may get around your mouth, just in a pretty unfortunate area. One of my first questions after diagnosis was how it would interfere with pregnancy. And the answer was probably not at all. Taking medication does successfully suppress it. From my experience, I've only ever had one actual outbreak. And this listener also writes that the things they always appreciated from partners were people willing to read things and ask questions and wanting to know about my experiences.
2: Mm.
1: Great advice. This is such good advice.
2: And I love that this listener has been like open about this. Like, I think these kinds of things really need to be demystified. And that's why it's great when people are willing to talk about them.
1: Yeah. I think that's of I mean Of
2: course and, and I also just want to say, like of course no one is under ever under any obligation to talk about these kinds of things. But I do think when you do, you often find people with similar experiences or a community
1: that you didn't know was there. Good point. Really good point. Well, another listener wrote to us. Do you want to take this one, Dory? Sure.
2: It's me. Hi, I'm the HSV positive partner. It's me. In 2021, during an extremely stressful period of my life, I was diagnosed with HSV2, and my partner could not have been more supportive. We spent a lot of time talking about how growing up in the 90s warped our perception of STDs slash STIs, especially around HIV and AIDS. Back then, the language was very much that sex was dangerous, potentially lethal and that people with STDs slash STIs somehow did did something bad to deserve it. And I grew up in a pretty liberal sex-positive environment. His attitude was, this is just information about your body and we will work with it. Since then, I take my medicine whenever I feel an outbreak starting and it comes under control within 24 hours. Herpes is a deeply stigmatized virus, but my experience with it has been largely in the category of mild inconvenience, and the conversation it sparked between my partner and me has brought us closer. My doctor told me I've likely had it for several years, so it could have come from my current longtime partner or someone in my past. There's no way of knowing. HSV, like HPV, is extremely common, and unlike HPV, it's not linked to cancer or any other
1: serious medical
2: conditions. My advice is to see where this relationship leads and not let this be a
1: deterrent. I mean, I appreciate the Taylor Swift lyric reference up top, number one. Totally. (sighs) Uh, This is great. This is really helpful, and I'm so glad we're talking about the way those of us who grew up in the nineties were conditioned I mean the way sex was talked about, we also just grew up in a a time where so many people were dying mm-hmm. I mean, just so much so many so many problematic messages coming at us at once. It was rough mm.
2: yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I think. We didn't realize how that how much that had affected us till much later.
1: Yeah, I mean, and in hindsight too, I mean, if we're really going to get into it, I didn't truly understand uh, the like in, the the homophobia and just the cruelty mm-hmm. surrounding so much of our con- of our government's reaction to the HIV and AIDS crisis of that time. Not just like totally. other human beings' reaction, but like the mm-hmm. sanctioned. Uh, government response. Yeah. If you haven't, uh, now I'm really going off on this tangent, but if you haven't seen How to Survive a Plague, um, it's an incredible documentary about uh, ACT UP, which is an amazing activist group that grew out of uh, the very early years of the AIDS epidemic and the queer community of New York City. Mm. I believe they started in New York, maybe San Francisco. My apologies if I'm getting that wrong. Anyway, see that movie. Um, That has nothing to do with what we're talking about here, but I just, (laughs) it's a good movie to watch. You'll cry. All right. One more text. My now husband is also HSV2 positive and told me a couple dates in before we got intimate. So we are what is called a serodiscordant couple. Serodiscordant couple. I tried hard not to freak out when I found out as well. I'm a physician, so I know the risks of HSV, mostly risks to a baby that will be born if I were to turn positive. I went to the doctor and got tested to make sure I was negative too. You can be asymptomatically positive, and I was negative. My husband has been on daily Valtrex since before we became intimate, and honestly, it's a sign of his love that he has been on this medicine for years. We've never used condom condoms. I had an IUD, and he's always been upfront if he can feel a lesion forming. I have not turned positive. The risk is really low if they stay on their medicine. All this is to say, dear listener, if you like this guy and he's being honest with you, I say, go for it. Great. That's kind of how I, that's how I feel. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Go for the gold. Mm. The gold being that dude.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, Kate, let's take another short break. And when we come back, we have a couple of voicemails from listeners.
1: You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad they're just new you know what I mean like I am now just discovering creppiness Dory mm, okay which is okay I know there's a bull on my <sighs> neck and chest luckily it's a thing it's a thing luckily OneSkin, our sponsor today knows all about things like creppiness It started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at Oneskin.co. That's 15% off Oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you.
2: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Biheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at Biheart.com.
1: All right, we're B. We've got a voicemail
0: cat door I uh, just wanted to call real fast uh, and let you know that your latest uh, mini show really spoke to me um sorry I would like to say right now I will happily be one of your Capricorn friends and um, I think it's safe to say that this podcast is officially a yoga with Adrian fan podcast now uh I love the 30 day yoga journeys. The first one I did all the way through was breath, uh, which after January 6th, I'm so glad that I kept going and I got it done. Uh, and then I actually am currently doing the current one. And then I, before a 40 day run streak I did for my 40th birthday this year, did the, uh, did the ones last year. So. You might say I'm a little obsessed with yoga journey. And I very much look forward to doing yoga with all my Forever 35 friends. That's it. So you're your local Capricorn signing out. Have a great day.
1: Bye, ladies. Love that. It's your new Capricorn friend. My new Capricorn friend. Is this a Yoga with Adrienne fan podcast? I'm enjoying doing my yoga journey with her. Well, that's fun. I mean, I would love to be her friend in real life. Do I have a parasocial relationship with yoga with Adrian and sweet Benji the dog? Sure, I do. Don't you, Dory? A little (laughs) bit. Like every time he's like sweet Benji, I'm like, I know, sweet Benji. I mean. Oh, Benji. What are you up to over there? Just lounging again?
2: Benji really
1: lives the life. He's always just, he's so chill. He's such a yoga dog. My dogs were like agents of chaos. Mm -hmm. They are sleeping right now, but they're not, they're not sweet Benji's. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, Dory. before we wrap up, a listener pitched a beauty experiment. It's kind of more towards me, but I think you are kind of the mastermind of the experiment in their vision. So I just thought we should, we should hear them out. Okay.
3: Hey home girls. So I'm listening to the new episode today, January 4th. I haven't gotten to the interview yet, but Kate um, talking once again about how she gets duped by, you know, the fancy labels and brands. I think it would be a fun experiment if Dory made a control group type of situation, you know, get those little cute little uh, beauty product spatulas that you guys mentioned months ago, scoop it out into either a blank, empty jar or into another beauty product empty jar and have she do some blind testing i would like this like maybe she uses and we have to be you know specific about it i think maybe a moisturizer or a serum and have her use you know bottle a for two weeks and then bottle b for two weeks one being the high-end fancy schmancy one and the other one being a tube or a drugstore brand. Um, I just think that would be a fun experiment for not only info on the product, but for Kate and her, I know she wants to change her capitalism inspired behavior, but I know it's also really hard. Uh, so maybe this could be a non-learning opportunity. Anyway, love you guys. Bye.
2: Okay. Um, I mean, I would love to do this, of course. Really? Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love a, you know, taste test, as it were.
1: Okay. Well, maybe we should, maybe we should figure it out. That would probably be a good learning experience for me, honestly. (laughs) Or what if
2: I replaced all of your like super fancy creams in their jars with drugstore creams and
1: see if you noticed? Well, you are coming over to my house tomorrow. So I do know if you suspiciously go to the bathroom for a long time.
2: And I'm like, I'm just, I'm pooping.
1: <laughs> Letting no, you hear like Wait a little, second. Little lids being removed, little sounds. Yeah, and you're of like, but why did you have
2: to go? Why did you have to go in like my bathroom?
1: Like, why didn't you go in the guest bathroom? <laughs> why didn't you go in a big Amazon box with you <laughs> of plastic containers?
2: <laughs> no, 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 no reason. No reason. Just. <laughs> Look over there. Oh, <laughs> okay.
1: All right. Well, listen, I'll know what you're up to. This could be fun. This could be fun. Listener, I like the I like the pitch.
2: Yeah, I do too. All right, everyone. This has been a pleasure as always.
1: Talk to you later.
2: Bye.